Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Chuck Podesta, Interim CIO at Yukon Health. In this segment, Podesta talks about what he found to be the biggest hurdles in rolling out a statewide COVID testing initiative, the hidden costs that leaders need to be aware of, and how vendors like Epic have stepped up to the plate to help make a difference. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Epic just views this as a, a model potentially that you could use in other states. In Wisconsin, they're doing something similar. Based on you know all their clients across the United States, I did ask them, where are we compared to everybody else from this type of model? And they said, we're way ahead. And that other yeah. people are going to want to know about this. And because you could take a Sutter Health in Northern California, mm-hmm. and they can do the same thing. You could take any large Epic site or small Epic site, for that matter. And as long as you got the interface to the labs, the private labs, they're the only ones that can scale. You know, unless you're a Yale New Haven or a Cleveland Clinic, somebody like that, even then, you can't scale as high as these private labs can go. And um, so you need some way to connect to them. And the private labs, they're not going to do 20 interfaces to 20 different organizations. They're just not going to do that. So if you can present them with a way a single interface brings in all these various organizations, then they'll listen. And if that's you, Sutter Health, or you, Cleveland Clinic, then everybody's going to have to plug into you to get to that lab. So that's a model that Epic is pretty excited about. Oh, yeah, sure. And as far as setting up that interface engine, what was entailed in that? When I talk about the interface that we had in place, that information from Epic got to the Jackson interface through our interface engine anyway. Okay. So, you know, it goes from Epic, it goes to the interface engine, the Jacks back through the interface engine to our Epic. So what we did was in the case where Hartford has their own EHR, we just bypassed our Epic and plugged them into our interface engine using the same record layout that we had from our Epic. So it's pretty easy. It's kind of unplugging a plug from one outlet and plugging into another outlet, but it's the same electrical source, right? So we don't care whether it's Meditech or other systems because we can unplug our our Epic and plug in your Meditech to that interface engine because the interface engine doesn't care. They work with all different types of systems. It doesn't care. Okay. And like you said about this possibly being a model for other states and or other situations and is there anything that that was something that maybe you found challenging and you can kind of pass along yeah the challenge is depending on the, the state rules state of connecticut that requires a provider order and so mm-hmm. you know you just can't drive up to a tent and say here i am you know i scheduled the test yeah. i want to get tested the first okay. thing you're going to say before where's your order yeah All right So if you're in a state that has that type of requirement, it's very difficult sometimes because if you think about like the first responders, there's 13,000 of them. A lot of them have their own doctors. A lot of them probably don't have a primary care physician, right? 
So how do you get them all tested with a provider order? Because you can't process the test without it. And the reason for that is, God forbid, it comes back and you're COVID positive and you don't have a provider on record. You're the only one who knows that you're COVID positive. Now what do you do? There's nobody there from a care coordination standpoint for you. You know, so that's why in Connecticut, you have to have that provider. So they're responsible for they're getting the COVID positive result as well. And now you can have a conversation with somebody on what to do next. Yeah. Right. Okay. But every state could be a little bit different that way. But that was just a challenge here. You know, if we didn't have to do a provider order, it's boy, it's, it makes it a lot simpler. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Oh, I'm sure. You know, the other thing you got to be aware of, if you are Epic, the way they price their product is based on volumes. So when you use the lab beaker system, that's based on a certain volume of tests flowing through the baker system. Well, if you're going to use this and the interface engine, you're not bypassing it in Epic and you're flowing through Epic using the MyChart function that I described earlier, that's going mm-hmm. to add volume. It's going to add patients to your database and volume of lab tests. And so you have to work with Epic. And in our case, they waived all fees for one year, mm-hmm. which was nice of yeah. them. And by, th- by then, hopefully we'll have a vaccine and we'll be through this. So, but yeah. you have to be cognizant of those types of costs as well, but really not a lot of effort. And then provisioning, the other piece is provisioning because you have to have security involved because like for us, we had National Guard accessing our system. Yeah. Right, because they right. were doing the collection. Right? Is anybody more secure than National Guard? I don't know who, but that was nice having. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you know, you didn't have to worry about, but you still you have to provision people that don't work for your organization to have access mm-hmm. to your Epic system. So you've got to make sure you've got a solid approach to how you're getting that provisioning done to get them signed up, and limiting them to only what they can do with the collection as part of the testing. And then uh, terminating, you know, when they're done, you've got to track all of that as well, because then they're really not your, they're not your employee. Yeah. So, yeah. I can imagine that was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was. And working with our security team and, you know, compliance and legal, you know, we had a lot of discussions around that and what our liability is based on having that access, but we were to, you know, lock it down pretty well. So. Okay. Now, obviously, that there's benefits for Epic, too, but that helps a lot by, you know, waiving the fees. And it seems like that's something that we've seen a lot of during this is uh, vendors doing what I think is the smart thing, whether it's waiving fees or extending licenses, mm-hmm. um, because it's really a necessity right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I love about Epic in this, I know they're a company and they need to make money to survive, but they understand that we're all in this together and this is mm-hmm. their way of kind of giving back and being part of it. I love that part. And um, at some point I'll, I'll reach out to Judy and thank her because the team that she put on this was just amazing. You know, we had daily mm-hmm. calls. We still do. We have them a couple of times a week now, but we were having daily calls that their team coordinated for us, which was amazing. And then the cooperation with my senior leadership has been amazing to let us do this because we are a state agency. You know, we're not for profit and we're not trying to make money out of this. We're trying to do good as well. And our senior leadership team recognized this and was full support. And then also Jackson Labs leadership team and the partnership with them. Because you imagine on our calls, we had Jackson Labs people, we had our people, and we had Epic people all mm-hmm. on these calls to put this thing yeah. together. And everybody 
was focused on doing the right thing. And then when somebody needed to get something done, whether it was my team or Jack's team or Epic, you know, by the next meeting, it was done. Everybody was pulling in the same direction, which was wonderful to see. I think we're seeing that across the country in healthcare anyway, you know, based on the, um, on COVID, but it's just wonderful to see that everybody is pulling in that direction towards that one goal or one common enemy, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. And like you said, I hope that this can be a model for other states to get get out of this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Testing is the way to go. And seeing you can also add on as things develop, you know, they're developing the saliva test. So very easy to add that into the mix. Right. And then serology with the, um, the antibody test, right. Hopefully that will get more accurate. So, you know, once that gets to the point where they're more accurate, you can just plug that in as well and have that now instead of doing saliva or the nasal, you can just do a blood test at the same drive up location and send that through the same process. So, you know, this thing has scalability to other tests and it could potentially when you get to the vaccine be some sort of delivery model as well in some way. So true. Yeah. So that's why I think it's super important for states as part of their reopening to get this in place now, not just so we can, you know, test people once, but test them multiple times because, you know, that's important. And so your volumes go up and see who is COVID positive. So you can contact trace right away and get them out, you know, of the population. That's the only way we're going to be able to stay open, especially when we get into the fall and winter when the flu season hits. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a big part of it. Like you said, that scalability, because, you don't want to be going through all of this to have something that can be used once, not when, you know, there's so many variables with this. Right. And that's why you want to scale it big so yeah. that you're not totally scaling all the time saying, oh, we're doing a thousand tests a day. That's enough. No, you get mm-hmm. it big right now. And so you can get this first bolus of people through, but you, they're probably going to have to come through again at some other point in the future. So get ready. Yeah. Um, and selfishly, I really hope New Jersey climbs on board with this because I would get tested it, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know. You know, the thing I'm seeing, even Boston there, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, CVS is cleaning everybody's clock. I mean, they're just, they're opening oh, yeah. these areas all over the place to get tested. And, and you've got all, I look at Boston, I look at Mass General and Beth Israel, Harvard. I mean, all these major areas, they, they've got to have some testing capacity. And they just, oh, right. there's no, no program. There's no kind of centralized yeah. program in the state that's part of the reopening, which yeah. is, it really needs. And, and New Jersey is the same way. You've got Hackensack. I mean, you've got some big players oh, there that yeah. if one of them stepped up yeah, and, and exactly. you know, worked with a couple of private labs, you know, you could knock this thing out. And it's all, I mean, the state can get funding from the feds. I mean, some of the funding mm-hmm. is still out there to pay for the equipment and things like that to get moving. And that won't be there forever. It's going to dry up. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's hoping we see more of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too, because that will allow people to go to a restaurant. If you know mm-hmm. that right. testing is widespread and the people that are in those restaurants most likely got tested recently you know, or are being tested on, you're being tested on a regular basis then you're just going to feel more comfortable. You'll still wear the face mask and distance, but you're just going to feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable. Oh, yeah. Knowing that the people that are COVID positive aren't walking around, you know, they're being quarantined and contact tracing on them. 
and they're not walk around, you know, asymptomatic and spreading it everywhere. So it's the only way yeah. you're going to catch those people. Agreed. So. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much. If I think of anything, I'll, uh, I'll shoot you an email, but otherwise, um, this has been really great. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thanks, Kate. Yeah, anything, anytime. You got sure, it. Enjoy your weekend. All right, you too. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.